Live. It's your show. We are launching into yet another week of fun and excitement. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial the toll-free number at 800-259-9231 and bring up anything. That's the point of the show. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. There's always lots to talk about. Your calls are the primary element. Otherwise, we move into things that are interesting to us, like this story out of West Palm Beach. Pretty disturbing, actually. Drunken drivers, beware! This according to WPBF-TV. If you drink and drive, especially during the last weekend of February, the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office and other area law enforcement will be out for blood. That is, your blood. PBSO deputies plan to set up driving under the influence checkpoints. Now, that's not news. They've been doing that for a long time. However, what's new is that if they suspect a driver is under the influence, they'll offer an on-the-spot breathalyzer. If drivers refuse the breathalyzer, deputies will ask to draw blood from their arms. According to a driver in uh, West Palm, Courtney Little said, I think that's really personal, and I think that if you deny a breathalyzer and you say you don't want that, I think that's outrageous if they take blood without your consent. Well, they did say they'd just be asking to draw blood, but then again, that's the news reporter saying that, so I'm sure they don't quite understand how things will be presented. Attorney David Olson said that it would only be lawful if a warrant is issued by a judge. And that's just what deputies plan to do. They'll actually drive to a judge's home for a signature and return to the checkpoint. Wow. So it doesn't sound like they'll be asking at all, in fact. I love it how uh, the news reporters will say the government's going to ask you to do things, when in point of fact what they actually mean is you'll be threatened. The government's going to tell you. That's right. You'll, you'll be told what you're going to do for them, and if you refuse... They will put you in a jail cell. And if you refuse that, then they'll bring weapons out and possibly hurt you. Olson, uh, the attorney, said drawing blood from drivers is usually done in extreme cases like homicides and fatal collisions. Olson said he's not sure a judge would actually sign a warrant. But... Whether the judge signs the warrant or not, there's going to be a lot of pressure on that judge to sign that warrant. I mean, there's now a news article, and they're going to be coming to his home? Well, that's what they're claiming. That's what the, the cops are saying they're going to do. And, of course, we all know that the police are known for saying whatever it takes to get their job done, right? The cops' job is to find people who are drunk and, and arrest them, in this particular case, with the, the checkpoint. And if they have to lie... In order to get you to submit to their test, if they have to lie and say, well, if you don't take the breathalyzer, we're just going to go to the judge's house and have him sign a warrant, and then we're going to take blood from you. So why don't you just give us the breathalyzer? You know, if they have to lie, they'll do it. We know this about the police. They're trained to lie to get your cooperation. So they could be totally BSing. I mean, how many judges are going to want to have the cops uh, pounding on their door at 11 o'clock at night? Is that what time the, uh, it's going to be? That's usually when they were when I was living in Sarasota and I would uh, would hear about them happening. They'd usually start at eleven and usually wrap up at like two or three in the morning. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of a DUI checkpoint operating in the early evening hours, even though there are plenty of people that are drunk on the road at that time. So continue the story here. Uh, again, the attorney says he's not sure if a judge would actually sign the warrant. I admire and respect the sheriff's intention to investigate driving under the influence cases, but I am glad they apparently are going to go to judges before they independently exercise what they believe would be a valuable tool in conducting these kinds of investigations. The PBSO is trying to emphasize that DUI will not be tolerated, but some drivers say it's a bit too much 
Another driver says, I think it's invasive on a personal level. If you're going to deny a breathalyzer, you should definitely be able to deny getting blood taken. It's a highly more invasive thing to do. If drivers refuse to have their blood drawn, they will be arrested and charged with a DUI. How does that work exactly? Wouldn't they be? Uh, I, it's, isn't it, it was my understanding it was like something refusing a breathalyzer or something like that was the charge. That was my understanding. And from my discussions with Julia, my girlfriend, she used to have a customer of hers down in Florida when she worked at a restaurant who was a, a sheriff. And he told her, you know, like the inside scoop, the real deal. He told her that if you're ever if you've ever had a few drinks and you're offered a breathalyzer, you'd be wise to turn it down. The cops are going to tell you that, hey, look, it's going to be worse for you if you turn this thing down. You want to take the breathalyzer because it, the charges are going to be worse. But remember, the cops lie. So this cop, now we're presuming he was telling Julia the truth sort of off the record. While he was not on duty, he basically said, look, the worst thing that can happen from the refusal to take a breathalyzer is nowhere near the worst thing that can happen from getting a DUI. Just the reality of the situation. But you're guaranteed to get the, um, you know, the on the refusal, you've got that. You know, as soon as you say, no, I'm not going to do it, That's you're, a charge. Convic- you're essentially convicted of that. Um, you know, you're not convicted, but you likely will be. Because you refused. And but that probably won't result in your license getting taken right. away. So, so, I mean, you know, the question is, if you're on the borderline, as so many people are, those are the ones I feel bad for often. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, somebody who has a .09 does not deserve right. the same punishment as a person who had a, a .15 or yeah. .2. So those are the people I feel bad for. And, and it's the people on the borderline that would be likely to say to themselves, hmm. As a matter of fact, I knew a guy who, who blew a .09. And it, he got a DUI for it. You know who I feel bad for, Mark? The 99% of drivers who will be inconvenienced by this uh, checkpoint, by these checkpoints that the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office is going to be doing down there in, in West Palm Beach. The well, 99%. Worry, they, can raise, they, can, they can raise a stink with the police officers and it'll be okay. <laughs> what do you mean? File a complaint? Oh, yeah. Well, they can tell the police officer, give them a piece of their mind about being inconvenienced and how they're... Uh, That's true. They do have the freedom to complain. Right. <laughs> and the police officer likely will find something wrong with their car and give them a ticket <laughs> for it. <laughs> yeah. So I feel sorry for those folks because they're going to be not only inconvenienced by having to spend whatever time it takes to pull... The, first of all, wait in the line at the checkpoint because if you try to turn a Yui. They're watching for that stuff. And if you've got a real drunk person on the road that they're actually going to catch, like a real one, not a not a borderline guy. I mean, what's the chances of that guy even being, you know, so bleary-eyed that he just rams into that column of cars that stopped in the middle of the road? There's a chance, sure. I mean, there's a good if if in fact you're catching drunk guys and you're going to snare one of these really drunk dangerous people, you're actually endangering me by, you know, leaving me out here, you know, where he's going to where he's going to be supposed to stop and slow down or whatever. Yep, I, f- I feel sorry for those folks that are going to have their time wasted by this because they've got better things to do. Odds are they were trying to go home or go to work or go to some party or whatever it was they were doing. They had plans. They were going from one point to another before they were waylaid by these men who are demanding that they do things for them. It's not enough for them to wait in the line and pull over and be interrogated. In addition, they have to submit some sort of portion of their body, whether it's their, uh, you know, something that emanates from them, like their breath, or it's actually their blood that flows through their veins. They have to submit themselves to these police officers before they'll be allowed to continue on with their nightlife. That's the worst part of this story. That's the most sad, tragic part of this story. I think it's awful. 
And this is not the only Palm Beach is not the only place this is going on. There have been various different police departments across the country over the last few years. We've talked about a few of these instances where police departments, and I think it was the Utah Highway Patrol, that have been talking about pulling blood from people on the side of the road. For, I mean, of Deputies all things. doing it. Yeah. I, I used to have my, uh, one of my, my former girlfriend used to have a very tough time having dr- uh, blood drawn from her. Women more so than men, generally. It was the same hard. with my wife. It, like, she's just got... The veins. The veins are hard to find. And so even trained phlebotomists, now these are people whose job it is to draw blood. That's what they do. Even trained phlebotomists would have difficult time finding the vein. It would be to the point where, and it was actually, you know, it was frustrating standing there. It it, it bruises. Right. It's therefore painful. Right. So she would get upset when when they would try once. They'd try again. You know, by the third time, she was getting pretty frustrated with them continually jabbing her attempting to get to the vein. Can you imagine how that would be along the side of the road? Or well, even if they took you out of your car and into some other area, you're still being jabbed by somebody well, who isn't even trained. And don't forget the, uh, the dynamics, the social dynamics of the situation. Um, if, assuming, let's, let's assume that they bring along a phlebotomist with them. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, or it's possible they just have a deputy doing it. I don't know. But in the case of you know, me going to the blood bank and getting blood taken from me, they're trying to deal with me in the marketplace. They're asking me for my blood. I'm giving it to them. Whereas on the side of the road, that's their blood in my veins and they intend to get it. And wow. You know, yeah. so they you know, they they're not going to be quite as nice. It's just the psychology of it is, you know, it's you know, not so good. 800-259-9231 your thoughts on this. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, including the bulletin board system, over 400,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about, from serious issues to fun stuff. Head over to bbs.freetalklive.com. Get interactive free. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And join us for the Free State Project Liberty Forum happening the first weekend in March. It is coming up quickly. March 5th through the 8th is when it's at. Where it's at is Nashua, New Hampshire, in the Crown Plaza Hotel. Same place as last year, except this year there's going to be even more uh, great guest speakers. Glenn Jacobs from the WWE. You might know him as Kane. Dr. Mary Ruart from Healing Our World. Iraq, uh, Ad, excuse me, Iraq Veterans Against the Wars. Adam Kokesh. David Berglund from the Libertarian Party, former presidential candidate. Lots going on at this year's Liberty Forum, and that just scratches the surface. You'll be able to hang out with hundreds of like-minded, liberty-loving individuals, socialize, network, after-hours parties. It is a great time, and we look forward to seeing you there. Get all the details over at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. However, you better move quick because registration on the freestateproject.org website ends this Sunday the 1st. Uh, you can still get in at the door, presuming there's space. Uh, you can still you know, show up at the Crown Plaza when the event happens. However, you will not be able to get registered for the special keynote dinners. So if you want to get in on seeing Dr. Mary Ruart's speech, uh, her keynote speech at the dinner, and, and enjoy the, uh, the dinner that they have, which I believe there are you know, different things you can choose from, 
as far as eating is concerned, if you want to get in on that, if you want to get in on seeing uh, Richard Heller from the Heller versus D.C. gun case over the Supreme Court case over the summer of 2008, he's the other keynote speaker. You've got to get registered by the first at freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. You can use our discount code 2009FTL, save 10%. That's 2009FTL. Save 10%. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. We'll see you there because we're broadcasting live. We go to your phone calls about what you want, starting with Tom in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, it's about the drunk driving and the underage drinking. Uh, the issue here is even when they do catch them, and when they, let's say they, they catch them fair and square, I, I've seen that happen, and they, it's like uh, in Nashua, for example, I lived across the street from a noisy bar, and one time the cops were parked oh, about a half a block up the street, and they're just watching, and uh, people come staggering out of the bars near the corner. So, uh, you know, the, the, they come staggering out of there, they turn right, they, they get in their car, and off they go. And the cop is sitting there watching, and next thing you know, gumball machine on. Next thing you know, they're pulled over, and uh, they fail the field sobriety test, and off they go. But even when they catch them fair and square, on the memorial page that I've posted on the Underage Drinkers Against Drunk Driving website i've got there's cases of one guy 11 prior drunk driving convictions and he Whoa. killed a couple of 18 year olds gosh uh the six prior drunk driving convictions there was a recent one uh, christmas night there uh and uh seven prior drunk driving convictions these people are i mean okay they're catching uh, when they're the guilty ones aren't being taken off the road it's just a matter of trying to you can't make take them off the off road them. Right, yeah. I mean, the, the, you get busted for DUI one time or two times or three times. Even if they pull the license from that person, they can still get behind the wheel of a car, put a key in, start it up, and go from point A to point B. There's there's nothing that can keep these people off the roads besides keeping them in a jail cell for the rest of their lives. And, and personally, that's not something I'm willing to do. And, and there's another point here. When they were debating House Bill 588, you keep hearing... All these issued personal issues, okay, uh, like, oh, gee, but the, look about uh, teenage suicide is going to go up uh, like, like it did when they lo- last time they lowered the drinking age. Uh, that, uh, and uh, alcoholism rates, alcoholism and suicide are symptoms of personal problems that are far from the realm of legitimate government problems. But then... Uh, more recently, uh, the committee voted 17 to nothing, inexpedient to legislate. They're totally against lowering the drinking age because then, of course, they would have to impose tougher drunk driving penalties on themselves. And, uh, of course, that would not sit well with politicians like uh, Senator William Denley, the one that got busted Saturday for drunk driving. <laughs> when were, so, where was this? Uh, the New Hampshire State Senator oh, William really? Denley. Got busted. Oh, yeah, that's a, a news item. It's uh, nice. on Channel 9 and everything, uh, their website. Take a look. at uh, New Hampshire State Senator William Denley got busted for drunk driving Saturday. These are the ones who decide whether to have a serious crackdown on drunk driving and, like, like put the drunk driver in jail for uh, some serious period of time when they get busted fair and square, or should we pen- punish people under 21? Well, I look at the, his picture on the news. He, it doesn't look like he's too worried about the drinking age, they could probably double the drinking age, and he wouldn't care. It wouldn't bother him any because mm-hmm. he would still be over it. But uh, then 
if they were to make drunk driving a more serious crime, then he would have to face that more serious charge now. That's why they're doing it. Uh, why they're, well, they're doing what? Why they're imposing the drinking age, why they're so against lowering the drinking ages, because then they would have to impose tougher drunk driving penalties on why would they have? Why would one mean they would have to do the other? That's the point I'm missing here. Well, uh, the objection to, raising, to lowering the drinking age is that then the, the drunk driving statistics and the car- level of carnage on the roads would go up. So in order to bring the level of carnage on the roads back down to the budgeted level, they would have to increase the penalties for drunk driving, see? And well, they don't want to do that. Do you, Governor, I, Snelling, Governor Snelling in Vermont demonstrated this in the 1980s. He kept vetoing, he twice vetoed bills that would have lowered the Vermont that would have raised the Vermont drinking age. And when he vetoed bills that would have raised the Vermont drinking age, finally the Vermont legislature had to break down and pass a measure that would crack down more on drunk drivers, the guilty criminals. See, and they don't want to do that. They don't want that to happen because if they get caught, then they're screwed. That's right. Now, there's another point I want to bring up here about this, and that is when, uh, let's say, uh, it's the night that I'm supposed to bring my kid to appear in the school play, mm-hmm. and I decide I'd rather go out drinking, okay? <laughs> That's not illegal. See, I'm not under any legal obligation to bring the kid to the school play, but I'm a creep. These, this is things that people, not the government, not uh, gun-toting goons in bulletproof vests. This is a matter where so- social pressure needs to be applied to that alcoholic to look, buddy, clean up your act. Your kid is supposed to be... I agree. I think that's the best thing you can do. Tom, thanks for the call. I think that uh, social ostracism is the most powerful way to change people's behavior. I don't think that necessarily throwing people in jail cells is too motivating. Let's continue with your calls and talk to Dave in in Ohio. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? First off, I'm a smoker, and they would have a heck of a time finding the veins because the last time I got my blood drawn, they had to put an IV stent in Mm. to draw the blood, and that didn't work, and they had an old-fashioned way, and they could hardly find the veins. Can you imagine having this go on on the side of the road with the the cops with the needle? Yeah. It's pretty scary, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, and there was one case where, can I tell you after break? You can. Hang on. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want. And this is Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That would be the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. The features include live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show, dial-up version, and a webcam. All completely free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. 
Have the stories of civil, civil disobedience here in New Hampshire touched, moved, and inspired you, but you're unable for whatever reason to be involved? Well, now you can. The Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund at cdevolution.org allows you to care for these brave men and women by financially supporting them while they face down the organizations that operate through violence and coercion. cdevolution.org. All right, we continue. We go back to Dave in Athens. Dave, you had another thought for us tonight, so go ahead. This is a true story, and this happened to a friend of mine. But her and her husband were driving, and he had been drinking. Mm-hmm. And they were stopped by the cops. And the cop says, this is not your night. And pretty soon, here comes a motorcycle, careens, hits the back of the police cruiser. The guy flies over... End over end, over Whoa. the police cruiser, over the stop car, and the guy gets up and says, I'm drunk. Totally the, drunk. The guy and, flies and hits the ground, gets up, and then says he's drunk, huh? Yes. And wow. the officer says this, all right, sir, you're free to go. It's been a good night after all, and went out there in the drunk motorcycle was. Well, that, that's that's good to know. It's kind of interesting when you hear stories like that uh, about people who are drunk that get into accidents. You know, they say that drunk drivers are actually more likely to survive a car crash because they don't uh, they don't tense up, I guess, when the uh, the accident is about to happen. And for what happens if hmm? you go out of the bar, the police will stop you for public end talk. If they see you walking down staggering, they'll stop you. Yeah, isn't that just a scam? I mean, you can't. You they you cannot have it either way. You can't get in your car and drive home. You can't walk home. I guess you have to take a cab or something like that. But what if you're walking from the bar to the cab? Are they going to arrest you in that short period of time as well, Dave? Thanks for the call and the story tonight. Uh, It's it's interesting though. That's probably what happened with that guy on the motorcycle. Was he was just so wasted? that he was able to land safer as a result of uh, how intoxicated he was. Well, I'm glad that no one was hurt in that accident. However, I've got, really got a question of a police officer allowing the guy to, I mean, how did he get home? Did he drive a vehicle away from there? Was he that intoxicated? I mean, you know, this No, he went after me. the guy. You misunderstood his story. He okay. went after the, he was, he'd pulled over the friends of Dave, and during the pullover, the guy in the motorcycle crashed into the back of the police car, I and see. he did not let him go. He took... He it, he removed his focus from the car he'd pulled over and then went after the, the guy he should have been going after. Seems like a good move. Yep. And let's talk to Justin in Kansas. Justin, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, hey. Um, what, um, hey, this is Justin. Yes, sir. What's on your mind tonight, Justin? Um, I, I was listening to Alice Jones' show and just talking about um Paris one and like like Obama like uh do like um a, a black face on a new war order. Okay. And I was, um, wait, I was Jones. Nope. This is Free Talk Live. You can call in about anything. Oh, uh, uh, really? Did you have anything else? Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. You know, it's interesting. The board operators answer the phones, Free Talk Live, when they take phone calls from people that guy was confused because he was probably listening to some refeed show from another show on our network that since they're all the same network they all use the same phone number and so he called in thinking he was listening to another show 
but I guess he didn't get the message that he was wrong. Anyway, uh, 800-259-9231. So we continue here with whatever you want to talk about. In fact, the board op says he gives the name of the show at least three times when he answers the phone. So we continue here. And we go to homelandstupidity.us, where Michael Hampton uh, says that on July 4th, I woke up in Pennsylvania in a mansion which has served as a station on the Underground Railroad. That network of people and places which helped slaves escape their bondage before and during the Civil War. And I thought that with the replacement of yesterday's chattel slavery with today's universal bondage, it may be time for a new Underground Railroad. Instead of being owned by plantation owners in the South, people are now owned by governments, which claim total control over every aspect of people's lives, especially control over how much of the product of their labor people must surrender up to their masters. There are no exceptions on this planet known to me. Thus, universal bondage. In many of these places, including the United States, government takes half or more of the product of each person's labor for its own use. Many such people cannot even afford to eat without dispensation from their masters. And indeed, not only are they taking from everybody, but also they force us to obey their every diktat, as we're talking about with these drunk driving checkpoints. Not only is only is it bad enough that you have to offer up 50% of your income to the master, but when master demands that you offer up all of your extra time as well when you're trying to go out and about doing something on a Friday night, you have to do that too. I mean, there's nothing that master can want that you you are uh, that that you can't provide them. Right. There's, there's there doesn't seem to be any extreme. Even the many who cannot eat get dispensation, or can, who can't afford to eat, rather, get dispensation, like, you know, farm subsidies for ultra-rich farmers, and that dispensation is paid for by the labor taken from others. Yet this system of universal bondage and redistribution of wealth by violent force is going to collapse, and America, at least, missed its chance, its last chance, to turn the Titanic when it failed to elect Ron Paul as the Republican nominee for the presidency in 2008. The iceberg has been hit, and the water is pouring in. All that's left to us now is to try to survive the wreck, which will come. The United States economy is on the verge of collapse. In fact, there was news today, I'm sure you saw it, Mark, about yep. how the stock market is down to 1997 levels now. It's incredible. I, you, know, you wonder how low can it go? Isn't it 97 like, before the big uh, the, the, uh, the electronics boom or whatever, the computer boom out of California? Yes, that was at it before the dot-com boom. Um, you know, I, I think about it, and I listen to uh, NPR's uh, marketplace pretty much every, way on the, um, every day on the way to work, and I wonder... To myself, instead of the sad jazz music whenever the uh, the stock market goes down, why not play the limbo? Low can it go? Because I mean, how <laughs> I just don't know. Uh, plus, of course, there's also the story today about how the government is looking, and we're not going to get into the details on these, but uh, the government is looking at now taking over 40 percent ownership of the stock in Citibank. So they already had, what was it, 6% or something like that? They already had a fairly large percent, and now they're looking at an even bigger chunk. Yeah, Citibank's in a mess. So, And then there was another article that I was looking at, Mark, that said that Obama is against nationalization. But in the same article, they were also saying how they're going to start taking ownership in, at least part ownership of banks. Control, not necessarily ownership, but control was the term that they used, which means ownership, which is nationalization. So they're saying they're not going to nationalize, but they're also saying we're going to nationalize. That's pretty classic uh, government Orwellian tactic. I mean, you know, to do, to call it one thing, but do another. War is peace, after all. 
The United States economy is on the verge of collapse, and while many things could be, excuse me, while many things could be done now to stop it, those in power will not do any of them because they believe it would harm their political careers. With over over half of Americans getting money from the government, this is true. The current best available estimate of inflation of the U.S. dollar is 16%. Contrast with the bait and switch manipulated consumer price index of. 4.2%. This is a, a fairly old article. Your wallet can tell you that number, or that that number isn't even in the right ballpark. Your wallet's probably telling you that even 16% may be on the low side. And this double-digit rate of actual inflation of the money supply has been going on for several years. Meanwhile, the U.S. government's single biggest expense is not the Iraq War, but Social Security, with $416 billion paid out in fiscal year 2006, and that number increasing every year. It'll begin increasing even more more sharply in 2011 when the baby boomers begin retiring and by 2017 or earlier the ponzi scheme will collapse and the money will simply run out when that happens social security will have to be financed by raising taxes borrowing from the public or reducing benefits or other expenditures and that is according to president bill clinton back in the year 2000 yes they've known about these problems that long even longer actually and done absolutely nothing 800-259-9231. More about his proposal of a new underground railroad here in moments. And your calls about anything. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. Just dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it is Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you like the show, you can help support Free Talk Live by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You know Amazon, they're the world's largest internet retailer with dozens of categories in which you can shop, plus even used items if you need to save a few extra bucks. Uh, just shop starting at amazon.freetalklive.com, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. That's amazon.freetalklive.com. Michael Hampton over at homelandstupidity.us is opining uh, about the idea of a new underground railroad. He says it's about time we created another one, considering that now everyone is enslaved. We have what he describes as universal bondage, wherein all of us are paying, oh, I don't know, at least 50% of our income on a regular basis to various governmental entities. There's probably people out there that uh, get less than a net 50%, but they don't make much, I can tell you that. And they likely receive some kind of federal subsidy in some manner or another. And he points that out as well, how over half of Americans are in some way getting money from the government, whether it's welfare or they're a contractor working for a contractor or or they're an actual government bureaucrat. A lot of people are receiving a, some percentage of their income from the U.S. federal government. And while the U.S. government's expense, uh, greatest expense, is not the Iraq, role, uh, Iraq war, but it's actually Social Security. And, of course, we all know that the Social Security train is going to have to run out at some point. As Clinton said back in the year 2000, uh, eventually they're going to have to either raise taxes borrow more from the public or reduce benefits or other expenditures in order to get the Social Security money or to get the program stable or somewhat stable again. So what are they going to do? Are they going to cut benefits? Are they going to make it so you can only get the benefits after age 75? Are they going to increase the amount they withdraw from your check from 15% to 25%? Now's the right time to do that, by the way. If they wanted to uh, raise Social Security and they want people to tighten their belts and all that stuff, now would be the time. 
time, um, you know, the the public, I don't think, would uh, outcry too much if, uh, you know, it, the outcry would be less than it would in, you know, more abundant times if they were to back Social Security off to 70 or 75. The fact is, Social Security was put in place uh, when when people didn't live to be 65, the value of the U.S. dollar continues to fall slower or faster, says Hampton, depending on how fast the Federal Reserve runs its printing presses, which it calls injecting liquidity, while actual money, such as gold and silver, continues to maintain their ra- uh, their value relative to commodities, even food and gas. That's right. They're very stable over the long term. A quarter ounce of silver will buy a gallon of gas today, just as it did decades ago. That means that it's not so much that prices are high as that the dollar is losing its, its value. Yeah. And fast enough for you to begin to notice because usually what will happen as the government ramps up inflation remember inflation is an increase in the money supply it's not an increase in prices increasing prices can be a symptom of inflation but when government ramps up the inflation the pay that you're getting from your job doesn't increase at the same rate it falls, it trails behind. So as inflation goes up, prices will probably rise, but Sometimes you haven't had a pay a half increase. a decade. Yeah, you haven't had a pay increase. So the more they inflate, the more likely you are to notice it. And he says, yet there are things that, are people, that people are doing now today to protect themselves, both from the impending economic collapse and from government's tyranny and universal bondage in general. A new freedom movement has arisen, which holds that no one can hold the authority to force anyone to do anything, regardless of whether some so-called representative said in a Congress that it was okay. It's these people who, both now and after the collapse, will show us the way forward. Some are known as libertarians, some as anarcho-capitalists, some as voluntarists. I prefer that last term. All share the conviction that coercive government is not an appropriate way to organize a society and is certainly not a civilized way to relate to people. Indeed, government has been responsible for more harm to society than any other social construct in human history. I, however, think the most appropriate term for the people in this movement is that used by those who opposed chattel slavery, abolitionist. It's time to abolish government, that institution which holds us all in universal bondage and which creates all of our societal problems, or at least probably 99% of them. Whether it's done piecemeal or all at once, humanity will finally be able to move forward to the next stage in civilization, that of interacting with each other peacefully and freely. In the meantime, there is the government-caused economic collapse to consider. In addition to considering how you'll survive the hard times to come, considering that government itself will be crippled by this collapse, and consider how this may be an opportunity to rebuild some of the free, voluntary associations that we used to have and which government usurped, and to build new ones and replace the failing and failed government systems. The networks of people and voluntary institutions that many of us are building now will serve as the Underground Railroad to help people from all walks of life to escape from universal bondage and to find true freedom. I expect to be persecuted, just as the previous abolitionists were. I expect many of us will be fined, go to jail, or even be killed by our government masters. Yet I cannot be anything but an abolitionist, for it is right and just And if I must suffer or die for doing what is right, then so be it. You may fine, jail, or kill me, but you cannot kill the idea of freedom. And that is why, ultimately, freedom will prevail. From Michael Hampton, HomelandStupidity.us. They may have fined and they may have jailed. I don't know the answer to this as far as abolitionists go, but they didn't kill very many of them. Of the abolitionists? Because they stood, they, they they didn't use violence, and the government doesn't have a mechanism really for handling people that are nonviolent in that manner. Mm. They generally don't kill them. 
And today, I would say our odds are better of not being killed because what we have today is a technological revolution. Uh, it's an amazing, you know, the Internet uh, is an incredible tool that has allowed activism to become even more powerful than it was in the past. Uh, we had Sam, Sam was over here the other night and he had his BlackBerry out and he was uh, showing off the, the new Quick application for it, which is something that until this point we'd only talked about. We'd never actually experienced it. Mm-hmm. And Quick.com, QIK.com is the website. It allows people with iPhones and Blackberries and, and a whole bunch of other brands. There are a lot more phones now that are supported on this but with a video feature and with a data feature on a cell phone you can get this quick.com application on your phone and basically you start the application which you can essentially with the at least with the blackberry you can map it to one of the side buttons on the phone mm-hmm. so you could hit a bu- hit one button and then you hit one more button to start streaming and you are streaming on the internet you're streaming video and audio live onto the internet How many as long as you have a that? cell phone two As long as you have a cell phone with these capabilities and you have a cell phone signal, you are streaming what is going on around you onto the Internet. So I think that... That tool alone and where whatever blossoms out from this, the more will obviously happen. Other people, other companies will get involved. I know Stickam, our video provider for our webcam, is, is getting involved in this. So other providers will start to compete. The cell phone signals will, will be better. Uh, the, well, of course, that requires government approval. But eventually, cell phone signals will probably in, improve. More coverage will, uh, will happen. And, uh, and of course, data plans will become cheaper and cheaper. Like, I want to get on involved in this. Like, now I want to get a BlackBerry, whereas before I could have cared less about them. Now I want to get one of these things, or maybe one of the other phones, and get one of these plans, even though it'll double my cost that I'm paying for a cell phone on a monthly basis. It's like you were saying to me, Mark, it's like an insurance policy. Yeah. E- even though it's doubling the cost of the cell phone to get the, the data plan... If you want that when you need it, like if the cops are pulling you over or you see something happening on the side of the road to somebody else and you want to record it, when you need it, you're willing to pay anything for it. So having to pay double, you know, to go from 40 bucks to 80 bucks a month, I think will probably be well worth it. We've already got uh, Sam from the Obscure Truth Network. He's got one of these quick uh, quick phones, essentially. Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com also has Quick now on his really? phone. So it's already started to spread amongst the activist community, and as more people start to see the value in this, they'll probably uh, grab onto it. So what I was go- where I was going with all that is that now we have even more information, the ability to get our ideas out so much more effectively today than the abolitionists of the past have done. We have so many different venues. We have the ability to protect ourselves more effectively with this new technology. Technology. And in addition to having the technology to help keep us safe, mm-hmm. we also have the activist community here in New Hampshire, at least. We have hundreds of activists that, are, that have moved here and, and thousands more are going to move to, to be active for freedom. So there's not only the technological aspect, but there's also this, the human body uh, aspect. There are multiple people that are here that are willing to back one another up. In fact, there's going to be a trial this week on Wednesday in uh, Milford Court here in New Hampshire, and a, a bunch of activists are planning to go out for this. I'm going to show up with my video camera. I've already called the court to let them know I plan on being there, and I'm going to have a press pass this time. And I asked them if they're going to do anything to stop me, and she said she has to talk to the judge. She'll get back to me. Uh, to let me know that. So, so we'll see what goes on, and, and uh, over time, things will just keep getting better because that's the inevitable direction things are going. Mankind is, I think, ready to take the next step in its evolution, and, uh, and that's what we're doing here in New Hampshire. And hopefully you'll be excited enough to join us as we continue talking about it. 
freestateproject.org to learn more about what's happening in New Hampshire. 800-259-9231 to get on the lines with us and talk about whatever you want. In fact, speaking of Dave Ridley, Mark, you've got a story from Dave about courthouses and YouTube talking about technological revolution. Apparently, they don't like YouTube very much in the government. We'll talk about what they had to say here in a bit. Hour 2 is coming up. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. As we go right into your phone calls, and coming up, we'll give you an update on what one judge, at least, had to say about YouTube as to whether or not it is a media appliance. Uh, first, we will continue with your calls and go to Dana on the line in Texas. Or Dana, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, how are you guys? Hey, just Good. super. What's on your mind tonight? Well, i got a couple of things. One of them is food for thought. I heard this on TV a couple weeks ago by a national newscaster, and he was making a point that if the government, instead of this Obama bailout money, because we've already been there and done that once, and the banks proved that they lied to Congress because it didn't help, they didn't help people on that first time around hang on to their homes. They took it and absorbed it. So why not give every American citizen $100,000? That money, which is going to be paid back, would be paid back just like everything else that they stuck us with. But that total money would come to a little over a trillion dollars. Now, look at what they've already done and what they're going to process now, the second time around under Obama. And since we're a capital, I've been thinking about this for several days, and since we're a capitalist country, our biggest boom in the economy is going to come from the citizens, from the customers, investing, buying, whatever. And King and all the people that are getting unemployed and more of them that are to come – what better way to give a real shot in the arm to the economy than give the money to us? Well, I, I Let can, us get I, ourselves Dana, out I, of debt. Let us save the car industry. All the different things that we could do. I agree, now, Dana, be, that, um, that, that citizens are the, you know, honestly, there are no such thing as corporations. There are no such things as banks. There are no such things as any of these things. There are only citizens. The, uh, the economy. There aren't even citizens. Well, people. Um, the, the economy is held up by people. And I agree with those things. And I do think that the, the proposition that you're making is a superior one to what we're doing, uh, which is giving money to, you know, to poor people giving money to rich people, um, in order to save the economy. It's the craziest, craziest system. System. Uh, but I think that the best, and you said what better, so what better way to uh, solve our problem? The better way would be to return our money to value, um, you know, take our licks as far as the economy goes. It'll probably be six months, and then it'll start creeping back up. But return the money to value um, by honestly well, getting the government out of we, it. We've processed that for the government to do this for how many decades, and they ignore it. Yeah, I agree. Now, the, other thing, the other thing I wanted to say was... The Social Security debt is increasing because us baby boomers that paid into this for decades, mm-hmm. it always had a surplus. 
and the government would come along and move it to God knows where other department. Right. And they never paid it back. And I have asked for 10 years for legislators in my state Go ask them to pay those IOUs. Because wait a minute, you mean, to... wait a minute, Dana, you're telling me that your representatives aren't actually representing you? <laughs> <laughs> it, don't you get a hoot out of that one? <laughs> well, it just, it, you know, that's why the Social Security is going broke. Because they borrowed and borrowed and IOUed it to death for decades. Even Reagan, when he put up the trust account to try to protect it, that hasn't worked. It's just free money sitting right there, and they just hand it out to whoever wants it. And I think a lot of right. it has been covertly. Well, used Social a Security lot from too. from day one has been a redistribution program. It, it was never an investment program. Yeah. Uh, from day one, the way it has worked has been as a Ponzi scheme. Now, Ponzi schemes are illegal for you and I to engage right. in, right. but they're not illegal for the government to engage in because, well, they're the protected gang running everything, <laughs> so they can get to do whatever they want. Uh, but Social Security has always operated in that we are paying into this system, the government takes that money and they spend it on the people that are, are older, the people that are collecting the Social Security. And so as long as more people are coming in on the bottom than are going out on the top, the, the system works. But right. what happens when fewer people start coming in on the bottom as compared to whoever's up on the top receiving, right. then things get real problematic, as we're seeing here with the baby boomers, which is a tremendously large segment of society, going to start collecting Social Security. Plus, as Mark pointed out earlier, when they originally set the uh, retirement age, a lot of people weren't even living that long. Now people are living longer, so more people are going to be collecting. Uh, and, of course, on top of all this, you get the fact that government just can't handle money worth a, a a, a crap. No, and they see excess money sitting over there like so think it's theirs to just go do whatever they want, and they never have paid it back. If they would try to pay it back and put money back in there that they've used, God, can you imagine the interest alone? Over all the years that the IOUs have been sitting there. Well, if there's any way We're for the, talking billions and trillions of dollars. I agree. Um, it, it, but if there's any way for the government to screw up the interest on Social Security, they would have. <laughs> Dana, thanks for the call well, tonight. Always appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. The Social Security was bound to fail from day number one. It's just the way the, the program is Ponzi set up. Ponzi schemes fail. That's the problem. But the good I mean, thing about a Ponzi <laughs> scheme, though, is like if you if I I approached you with a Ponzi scheme, Mark. You would get to choose whether or not you wanted to uh, to engage in it. If I came, what to if you, you lied about it, though? What do you mean? Well, I mean, I you, you're, probably if you have a Ponzi scheme, you're not going to say, hey, I've got a Ponzi scheme for you to... No, I'm going to tell you, let, you give me 50 say, bucks this week, and next week I'm going to give you $100. Right, um, but at some point it's going to fail because people that know about Ponzi schemes know that they fail. Now, let's let's real quick explain what a Ponzi scheme is. A Ponzi scheme is a hustle, as it were, where uh, you essentially tell people, look, I'm going to give you a better return on your interest than you, you know whatever it else is out there. Yes. And you continue to take the money in, and then as people ask for their money, back, you give it back out of the money that you're taking in, but you hopefully continue to take in more and more money from more and more suckers as they see you paying out to these people these yes. interest rates. A lot of these interest rates are just numbers on paper because you haven't had to pay them out. You only have to pay out when somebody you know, withdraws from your little bank that you're creating. Mm -hmm. And But at some point, 
the, the house of cards falls. Something bad happens in the economy. People, more people want their money than are putting in. And then, well, you don't have the money anymore. Or you because just, you weren't really investing it. You were living on it. You were driving right. Rolls Royces and uh, having you know $1,000 hookers. Or you just can't convince enough people to keep coming in on the bottom level. You know, you just can't keep you just can't keep the numbers going because there are already so many people that are expecting to collect from you up top. It becomes very it becomes impossible to sustain the the mathematics essentially. And so Charles Ponzi, the the essentially the inventor of this scheme, went to jail, I believe, for a long time over this. Uh, but the, but, but the, the government took the idea and turned it into Social Security. Right. Well, the the difference is you and I get to choose to engage in a scheme. I mean, if somebody comes to you with a, a scheme and it sounds too good to be true, you get the ultimate choice of whether or not you decide to participate. You have no such option with Social Security if you're working at a corporate job. Now, if you're like Mark and myself, we're not working for some corporation. We don't have to pay into Social Security because, well, we just don't. Uh, I'm sure they would like us to, but they have no way to really leverage over us. We haven't signed. Never heard any... of anybody going to jail over um, right. uh, over Social Security, have you? And we've no. seen, and you and I have both seen paperwork uh, from the Social Security Administration that said that we didn't have to do it. Can I produce this paper for you? No, I cannot. Do you? If you need that kind of handholding, I can't do anything for you. I can tell you that, I, in all honesty, that I have seen a piece of paper from the Social Security Administration that says that people. Unless it was a forgery. Seemed real. I mean, I I, I don't know. I had no reason to disbelieve the gentleman who was showing us. But some guy managed to, you know, exchange enough letters, a guy from Sarasota, Florida that we had talked to, exchanged enough letters to the Social Security Administration to the point where they said, you don't need to pay. And he essentially said that one doesn't need to pay in, in a broad sense, as I recall. So I don't feel obligated to pay. And... I've never heard of anybody going to prison for not paying. But if you are working in a corporate job, odds are good you're not going to be able to convince your corporation uh, that is employing you to give you the 15%. Yeah, that could be bad for them. So for most of the working world, for most Americans, it is not an option. And that's the, con- that's the significant difference between the Social Security Ponzi scheme and any other Ponzi scheme. And I think it bears mentioning every time we talk about Social Security that Social Security, whether it was intended to be or not, is a sexist, racist, ageist mm, um, yes. setup. Because the fact is... Black people um, don't live as long as white people. Poor people don't live as long as rich people. And men don't live as long as women. So what you've got is for every uh, poor three poor black men collecting, uh, paying into Social Security, one rich white woman is collecting. More on the way with your calls about whatever you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And this is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. We've got the Shrine of Female Listeners with dozens of ladies. They've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. Take a look and see what that's all about. And ladies, uh, we have a new option now for the Shrine that was announced yesterday via the updates list at updates.freetalklive.com. Also, uh, details are now on the website. It's not really detailed. Uh, It's a basic 
simple thing, and that is that we have a new method of validation. Uh, for the last several years, from the existence uh, from the, I guess not from the beginning of the Shrine. The Shrine started back when we were a local show, and mm-hmm. we would just take anybody's picture and put it up there. Uh, but yeah. eventually, we could have been anybody's picture, and oftentimes it was. It was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then eventually, we figured out a way to check the validity of the pictures that were being sent to us by creating a validation uh, con- uh, concept that essentially requested that in order to get on the shrine, the lady submitting her picture would have to prove in the picture somehow that she was a listener to the show. So the most basic way to validate oneself would have been to hold up a sign with the letters FTL or Free Talk Live on it or something like that. Something to prove that you are a listener of the show. And that went pretty well, and it's still working pretty well today. Um, However, Johnson made an excellent suggestion, former co-host Johnson, made an excellent suggestion about how we can bring the shrine into the 21st century by adding a video option to it. And I happen to think it's a great idea, considering how hot things like YouTube are and all the the other various different video sharing websites out there. And so many people already have their own uh, accounts on YouTube. They have got a webcam at their computer. And a, a lot of people will upload what they call video blogs to YouTube, where mm-hmm. it's, it's essentially the, just them looking into the camera and talking about a topic that is interesting to them. They upload it to the Internet, and then other people will record their own video blogs in response and there's this, you know, this whole phenomenon out there of people using these services and just sharing themselves and sharing their thoughts with uh, with others. So what we figured we'd do is we'd make it so that you could video validate yourself if you want to. You can still use the photographic uh, validation if that's what you would prefer. But now you may also create a video of yourself somehow proving that you listen to Free Talk Live, whatever that means for you. And then you can email us with the link to the video. We'll take a look at it. And if it's you... We'll put the video validation up on the Shrine of Female Listeners. Now, it'll still show you as a picture on the Shrine, but when you click the picture, we'll put a little indicator that it's an actual video validation, and you can click that, and then your video will it'll link to your video, and that'll come up. So no one has done it yet, but we only just announced it yesterday. So you can go to shrine.freetalklive.com to learn more about the Shrine of Female Listeners. And again, shrine.freetalklive.com. Yeah, it, um, you know, I, I kind of think of it as, ah, who needs that? But I'm sure people have said the same thing about email and the Internet uh, at some <laughs> point. And I know, I, you know, I know that it, I, I'm fast moving up to old age, wherever that might be, and I think that it might be here because I'm like, ah. Who needs a video validation? Fooey. But I know that our listeners will like it. Some of them will like it, and some of them will want to, do, uh, to, to watch it, and so... I'm for it. All right. We continue with your phone calls. Speaking of lady listeners, let's talk first to Karen in Oregon. Karen, you're on Free uh, Free Talk Live. Hello? This, is this Karen? Doesn't sound like a lady listener. Let's try Karen. Is there a Hi, Karen there? There, that sounds hey, like a lady Karen, listener. Hey, Karen, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I am advocating a nationwide consumer boycott starting on April 15th. Of what? I have a website called... TaxHoliday2009.net, where I lay out the plan. I also point out there that the 1040 income tax on our personal wages is, in fact, a voluntary tax, and basically we've been ripped off for generations. Now, what are you boycotting? Are you boycotting paying taxes? Um, What I'm boycotting, actually, is I'd like to start with one day a month starting on April 15th. And to have people not buy anything. It's don't buy, don't comply, and ask why. Wait, okay, I'm confused. What's the connection between not buying something and not paying income taxes? Well, there are hidden income taxes on a lot of the other things that we buy. 
but the well, those the aren't income taxes. Tax, those are there's, okay. there's hidden taxes. Hidden taxes. Hidden taxes. I mean, but yeah. the income tax. My my whole point is to get across to the American people that the personal um, wages that we pay are 1040s. When they tax us on that 1040, it is actually a voluntary tax. It's not a mandatory tax. And since 1913. And the so-called passage, which it was not legally passed, of that act. Philander Knox, who was Secretary of State, lied to the American people. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting. There is a lot of interesting history to the income tax. However, the judges in America they think that the Sixteenth Amendment was passed. Yeah, they're pretty certain that there is an income tax. So I I would like to ask you, Karen, um, do you pay income taxes to the federal government? Okay. I fall into a category where I do not have to, and I'd also like to dispute the fact that the courts say that we have to pay. If you really do some homework, actually, you'll find out that the Supreme Court has said that we do not have to Does, pay. Did, Wesley, no did that keep Wesley Snipes uh, from his just from the decision they made against him? Billy Nelson. He, no, and I, and I understand that this really is a, a, a very touchy subject, but... For some reason, and you guys can figure that out for yourself, but the lower courts will not allow the Supreme Court ruling. If you go to that website, if you go to (laughs) taxholiday2009.net, you'll see... A movie there called America: Freedom to Fascism. Yep, and fine was, film. We uh, interviewed I, I, Aaron I Russo. I saw it when uh, they 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 uh, screened it in in Tampa. As a matter of fact, uh, Aaron Russo was still alive at the time. We had him on the show. Now, actually, I guess I, uh, the other question is is uh, this uh, purchasing holiday that you're talking about? And it's true that there are all, are all kinds of taxes wrapped up into the um, goods and services that one might uh, purchase. But even if people took say 29 days off in the 30 day months um, of purchasing and bought everything that it was that they were going to buy for the month in that one day, would it really make a difference to the government? Because, well, they're going to get pretty much every penny that they were going to get otherwise. I, I often feel that these uh, purchasing boycotts don't... They're pointless, in my opinion. Yeah, that don't, don't really amount to now, much. Now, not paying taxes would be a worthwhile boycott. Actually, boycotting taxes themselves, and it sounds like that's what you are kind of getting at here. Uh, so so you're saying you believe it's voluntary, and I, I I mean, I agree with you. I don't think people should pay federal income taxes, but the the fact is they still put people in jail cells over this. So are... So you say you are not paying because you don't believe that uh, is required. Did you go through any sort of process, or did you just no, withdraw actually, yourself? There, there is a process, and there are also different legal categories that you can fall into. I happen to have worked my way around the system, and that's where I fall. I'm not telling anyone not to. What I'm telling people is, is if they do choose to pay without really looking into it and going to places like livefreenow.org, um, which are a group of lawyers who actually offer up to $300,000 as a reward if you can prove that the taxes on our personal wages are mandatory, because they are not. So and how did you picture, get? How did you end up uh, withdrawing yourself from the system? Did you just decide to stop, or what was your process? No, I went through a legal process in order to be able to do that. I just want people to understand. What that was this it legal process choice. like? Um, you can go to livefreenow.org and find out. I'm not here to okay. solve everybody's problems. No, I'm not I'm asking you to solve everybody's problems. I'm just looking for your personal story, which it doesn't seem like you're interested in, in telling. No, my personal story is I finally woke up to the fact that the bigger picture is... How much did you have to pay these lawyers to take you through this process to get you out? The 
banks in the background are pulling the strings. Right. And How much you did you really have to pay that, to go through this process? Like All right. Thank you for the call. I'm not going to answer questions. We're going to move on. 800-259-9231. There are a lot of people out there that will say they have the magic words, that will say that they'll file the magic papers for you. Just give them $5,000 first, and then you'll be free. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Hey, podcast listeners. I've been working with a couple of advertisers who have concerns about the ages of our podcast listenership. Generally, the younger the person, the more likely they are to fill out a survey. We need to counteract this trend. Please, take a moment to go to survey.freetalklive.com and let us know your age and sex. That's survey.freetalklive.com, especially if you're over 25. Talk Live. The toll-free number for you to bring up anything is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features including the live streams, the bulletin board system, archives, all free for you. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you to access their websites. We give ours away to you, free, at freetalklive.com. The 57th running of America's legendary sports car classic runs Saturday, March the 21st at Sebring International Raceway. The Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring, presented by Fresh from Florida, features the fastest race cars in the world. Gates open Wednesday, March the 18th, for four days of action, 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 culminating in the big 12-hour classic. Saturday, March the 21st, for ticket information, visit sebringraceway.com. Sebring the biggest sports car race of them all, and it is an amazing thing. I've been there. Sebring, SebringRaceway.com. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We continue with your phone calls and go to another lady listener. Emily is on the line in Pennsylvania. Emily, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Emily. Hi. You're on the air. Hi. Um. Well, I, you guys were talking about the economy and, you know, the bailout plans and everything. And, you know, history always seems to repeat itself. And, like, for our economy to fail, we're going to bounce back and all this. But I think the main problem is, you know, people just need to put out more initiative, like, for themselves. They need to start taking care of themselves so that they can take care of other people. And, you know, it will begin to affect more people then you think it just has to start with us as individuals and you got to think it through you got to do things in moderation you know the way i see things is life is kind of the ride your will is the key moderation like provides a clear unblocked path success is the fuel and pure happiness is the destination i mean if you want to be sad like if that's your destination (laughs) that be it like be what you want to be. Be the change you want to see. But if you want to see something positive, you got to do it. And that's the way I see it. I, th- I think that uh, there's a there's a lot of truth to what you're saying. Uh, you said that uh, moderation provides an un uh, you know an unobstructed path, and and I would say that uh, moderation. Probably in most cases does that, but now and then one needs to go, uh, you know, whole hog for something. However, you yeah, never think... you never know when that time is. So moderation's probably the best path, the easy, you know, the the safest path it, most yeah, of the time. Yeah, it makes things easier, and yeah. like you know, education too. Like we need to put more emphasis on an education. Like we need to like you know find a way to 
if we don't have the money to give out education, like, you know, how you have, you know, Free Talk Live, that's an amazing thing. You can get the word out to people who may not, you know, be able to, like, have cable television to see, you know, certain things or learn fast enough. Like, you need to put an, really put an emphasis on getting the word out there. Well, I agree with you completely, and, and uh, thank you for the call tonight. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. I think that getting the word out is very important. Uh, you know, the word about freedom, getting that word out is very important, and that's obviously one of the things that we are uh, that we find very critical, and that's what, what we do with this show. Obviously, it is an open format program. You can call about anything, but when it comes to the issues, we take a very principled pro-liberty position on this show. And I was actually on the Bureaucrash pod crash over the weekend. Oh, with Zach uh, Fix? Yeah, Zach Fix uh, at BeerCrash.com. He had me on for about a half an hour. We talked about Free Talk Live and the Liberty Radio Network and Free State Project and Free Keen. We we're just all over the place. And I was really excited talking about all the things that are going on. I up just here love how when, uh, when, when all the, the folks out there do their interviews, they always call you. They never call me. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, screw you. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I was on with uh, with Zach Fix, and we we're talking about a variety of different things. And let's see, where was I going to go with that point? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Moderation, uh, education, getting oh the word yeah, out. yeah, education, getting people connected to this movement. And I was talking about how. Yeah, it's great that Free Talk Live made the Heavy 100, uh, Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 most important talk show hosts in the uh, the country. They did include you, Mark, by the way, in this. Yes, yes, they did. Uh, so Free Talk Live Finally. did make it at number 97. <laughs> and I think it's great, you know, that Free Talk Live is on 45 radio stations across the country. That's great. But what I'd like to see is five other radio shows on 50 stations each across the country with a similar message as ours. I'd like to see more television programming out there with a pro-liberty uh, viewpoint, it looks like Glenn Beck is kind of slowly, oh, yeah. slowly coming in this direction. Apparently, he actually featured the Liberty Dollar on his show recently. So, so he's coming in the right direction, but slowly. But I'd like to see more of it, you know. And, and the way I described it to Zach was essentially each of these media entities that are out there, whether they exist as an internet stream or whether they exist on the radio or on television or as a newsprint, uh, whatever it is, whatever the the liberty-oriented media entity is, they're all like doors to liberty and the more doors to freedom the more doors to the ideas of liberty that we can have out there for people to just encounter because that's what you do when you come across a newspaper like the new hampshire free press you encounter it when you're flipping through the radio stations in your local area and you happen to come across free talk live you encounter it and so having those doors out there the more of them there are the more likely the average person is to come across the ideas of freedom just going about their normal their normal routine mm-hmm. And so the more doors we have, the more likely it's going to be that they're going to reach out and do what they need to do, and that is open that door and listen and watch and and absorb these concepts, the concepts of liberty, the the idea of allowing your neighbors to be free so you in, ter- uh, so you in turn can be free. These very simple but powerful ideas that... Uh, that are are behind the the show and behind so many other great liberty-oriented media out there. So I was just trying to encourage people to, you know, to keep it up. If you're out there and you're doing liberty media or if you want to do liberty media, please jump in, compete, uh, get into this business and get your ideas out there because this really is a a, a battle. It's a a battle of ideas in the marketplace, and ours are the best. Uh, The liberty ideas are the most powerful, most prescient um, concepts that – 
people can encounter, and I think they should. And the more we can have them come across it, the better. Yeah, people naturally uh, are drawn to the idea of, well, it's okay for me to do whatever I want as long as I don't hurt anybody else, and that's the idea of liberty. So 800-259-9231 is the number. And that, again, tying back into what Emily was saying there about education being so important, it absolutely is. But the fact is you're not going to get an education about liberty in the government indoctrination camp. Right. So we and, have to hit people everywhere else. And, I, you know, that's one of the things that bothers, you know, sort of bothers me about the term education. It's been, it's been turned a little bit. You can't have education without school. No, no. One, can, one educates themselves whether one is in school or not. And it also brings me back around to a point we were talking with uh, the other lady caller, uh, Karen, and she was talking about some website. Uh, she mentioned it several times, and I said, well, how much do they charge? Because whenever I hear somebody saying, well, I think that you can get out of the IRS income tax, and I recommend that you use the services of these people because they'll, they'll tell you how to get out. Well, what are they going to charge me to find out the secrets to removing myself from the government system? Because everybody seems to have a price on all of the secret information that they have uh, come across. And I understand that if they're not trying to scam you, I understand that if they've actually done this research for themselves and they've spent hours doing the research and they've compiled this information, I understand that to them that that work is worth something to, to them and they probably feel as though they deserve to be compensated for it. I understand all that. And the, certainly the prices range from in the thousands to hundreds of dollars. The website she mentioned happens to be hundreds. I went and looked. And it's on the lower side of the hundreds, like 100 or uh, 150, 200, 300 bucks. So it's certainly more within a doable range, but still it's questionable. Still, I, I have to say, if you've got the secret to getting out of the government system, and they've got a whole bunch of things. We're going to take you out of the Social Security, take you out of IRS. They've got a whole bunch of different courses that you can order. Yeah. If they've got the secrets, why not just let them out? I mean, if the secrets are so great, people want to be free, let them have the information. And well, then, like we do with Free Talk Live, accept contributions. Like, hey, did this work for you? Did you actually get free of the IRS? Well, maybe you'd like to send us $100 this year instead. That kind of thing. You know, it may work. I don't have any problem with them selling their product, uh, the problem that I would have is that, well, there's 60 million Americans now that are working that don't pay income tax, and the IRS isn't chasing after them. Well, what makes... Uh, I mean, how, what makes you know whether or not you're free and the IRS is just not or, just ignoring just not you? Going, you know, nor ignoring you. Yeah. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Live, you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do so by going to amp.freetalklive.com, getting on board with the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is simple, to get this show on as many radio stations as possible from coast to coast in the United States and even around the world. Uh, also bringing on board as many Internet listeners as we can, and your AMP money helps us get this show into more ears around the world so go to amp.freetalklive.com and pony up three bucks a month we'll take that money in and reinvest it and you get some perks like access to the amp only call in lines chat room forum and more all the details wait for you at amp.freetalklive.com so talking uh, briefly here about the tax scam artists out there and i just am i'm really skeptical of these people uh they say they have the magic solution 
to withdrawing you from the government system. And all you have to do is just pay them a few hundred bucks, and they'll show you all of the answers that they've uh, they have done, spent allegedly hours and hours researching, uh, spending their whole adult lives researching. We can condense it all down into you know ten different courses. It'll only cost you a couple hundred bucks each, and you'll be free of the system. And I just I just don't know if it's true. I just, I, I'm very skeptical. There was one particular website that I went on once, and I attempted to order something. I went in their store, and I put together about a $100 order of some of the information that they were allegedly going to supply, mm-hmm. sent it off, and then I actually contacted the author of one of the books that I was ordering through their website, mm-hmm. and I said, I'd like to have you on the show. I'd like to talk to you about what you're doing. He said, well, I'm not doing interviews right now, but... I told him that I'd, where I'd order his, ordered his book from, and he said, oh, man, you just got scammed. I said, well, what do you mean? Well, these guys had copied his book, he claimed, mm-hmm. and were claiming to sell his book online. But he said that I should write him back if I ever got the products that I ordered because he believed that I would be scammed. Turns out they cashed my check, and I never got anything. I'd sent them multiple emails asking them, hey, what's up? Where's my order? And there was, of course, a big – it was kind of like a red flag for me initially when I was ordering that they would only take checks. It is strange. Yeah, a little unusual, right? But, you know, it's the, it's the freedom movement. They're kind of weird about bank accounts and all that yeah. so, uh, or, or credit cards or whatever. So I figured I'd give it a try. It was only 100 bucks, and see what happens. Well, lawresearchgroup.com is a ripoff site. And it's interesting, too, because it's a, it's a website with a whole bunch of stuff on it. There's a lot there, so they make themselves look like a legitimate operation, when in point of fact, they're just separating people from their money. So how many other websites are like that, are like lawresearchgroup.com, that are just out there scamming people that are interested in being free, people that are interested in setting themselves free from the system and believing that these people have the answers that they're looking for, sending them their hard-earned money, and then these guys just walking away with it. The website that the lady who called earlier mentioned, uh, livefreenow.org, they've got several courses on their site, and they present themselves as a very legitimate site. They claim to have success. Obviously, the other one that you dealt with seemed legitimate enough because you gave them your money. And that actually, was the other site was just, they just had a store with some uh, liberty-oriented things that I was looking at ordering. One was like the, the Global Sovereign's Handbook or something okay. like that. This Freedom Law School group that she was promoting, you know, is claiming to set you free from the income tax, which is a much bigger claim than what the other site. The other site was just an online store that gotcha. I was ordering from. These guys are saying uh, they have services, right? Individual courses. They've got a level one, a level two, beat the IRS, beat state tax, beat the IRS, several, several courses. There are 11 different courses that you can purchase. Purchase with you know a couple hundred dollar price tags on each one of them, and even more shiftily, these guys only want cash. The other group I could send a check to at least you know if I wanted to maybe I could instigate some sort of bank uh, investigation to find out what account it went into. Probably could right. track and, it down at least. You know, um, and and the fact is, good businesses have practices where in place where people who don't know them can check on them. I understand this woman yeah. called in, but how am I to know that she's not the one of the principals in this uh, you know this business um, from the beginning? Who knows? I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know that asking for cash thing. I certainly understand. I like to get cash in my business, too. But 
you know, there's no recourse for a person who gives you cash. Right. You made the point earlier, Mark, that if you spend, uh, the, you know, this level one course, $300, and then uh, the next one's a level two, another $300 there. You spend $600 to go through a couple of these courses and then add in another one to beat the IRS in court, you know, spending less than just under a grand here to, uh, to get all this info. And you fill it all out, and you send it all in, you do file whatever papers they are going to tell you to file. And it's just like you said, what if the IRS is just ignoring you like everybody else? Right. They're, they're supposedly, and this is some information that I got from one of these um, these organizations, and, I, and everything I've been able to check on it, and it's not easy. The IRS doesn't like to give the information on the people that don't pay, but they do sort of give the information of how many do pay. And you got you can extrapolate from, you know, the numbers of people in, in age brackets and something like, and, and, you know, obviously people below the age of 18 unlikely to be paying taxes, people above the age of 65 less, you know, more likely, but less likely to be, um, but still not as likely as working age to be paying taxes. Um, you know, you've got to figure in a certain amount for housewives and uh, bums and, you know, all that other number. The claim is 60 million people, maybe it's half that, 30 million people not paying taxes. They are not paying income tax. So the IRS isn't going after them. They do seem to go after some high profile people, but you don't see the low-profile mm-hmm. people getting it near, um, very often. It's possible you don't hear about it because they're low-profile. It's true. But I, I, I pay attention to tax stuff. They're though. certainly not putting 60 million people in jail. They are not. That much we know. So are they just ignoring you? Or maybe they are looking at the paperwork and saying, oh, crap, we don't want to deal with this guy. But then again, they're also ignoring the other he 60 million. He knows the magic incantation. He must, he must be on to us Bilderbergers. I we'll just have to stop. Excuse my skept- uh, skepticality here, but... Uh, Three hundred dollars for a course? Does That's, that include consulting? Uh, because I mean, I could, it sounds kind of cheap in comparison to, to some you know, of the other to, ones. To out some there, of these sure. other ones out there, and but but you know, price isn't price isn't the issue. If they actually do get you free of taxes, price is not the you know isn't the three thousand dollars would be worth it. However, I'm uh, I'm of the opinion that this whole Sixteenth Amendment thing is a bunch of hogwash. Um, you know, I've I I've, I have read. Yes, I know that you know it's not a direct tax. The Supreme Court says that they can't tax your labor. I've heard all of those arguments. I saw freedom to fascism. Believe me, I've been looking at that. However, I see people using these arguments that go to prison every day. Well, not every day, but every year that happens. Um, wasn't, uh, who was uh, mm, the, the, the one author? Um, an author went to prison? Larkin Rose. Oh, yeah, Larkin Rose. Yeah, Larkin Rose went to prison for this. Uh, more people lose than win. Show me the court cases where they win. Well, they claim to have... There uh, are a couple... They claim to have that on this, you know, on this website. But then but, I have to go look, and then I'm going to have to go look up those court cases and all that other stuff. I'm not yeah. saying that it's not possible, but I'm not saying it's yeah. not true either. I'm not saying that this isn't the one website that is true, but I'm telling you there are real scam websites out there. And how do you know that you've gotten good information? I think it would make the most sense in every sense. case on every purchase. Buyer beware. Absolutely, I think it would make the most sense. If there is an entity out there that be- that believes they have the right information, put it out on Front Street for everybody to see. Put all the cases there. Make it real easy to see. Hey, look, this process works. See, we're winning. Of course, odds are good. You'll be targeted by the IRS. <laughs> They're going to take you out if you're actually successful at this. But if you've got something that's that bulletproof, put it out. Put a donation box out. Or take take money for consulting fees. You know, like put the put the course online for free. And then, hey, if this... 
doesn't make sense to you and you need us to consult with you on it, well, then it's, you know, 60 bucks an hour or something like that, right? To where right. course is free. You can use you can that understand. online meeting software. You can, you know, meet computer to computer. You can call them up. But the fact is this can be done, uh, you know, and, and $60 an hour, you could do it $160 an hour. I'm not saying you shouldn't be compensated if you're setting people free from the IRS. I think that if you are really setting people free from the IRS, you will be compensated on the back end. You know, it's kind of the old rule. If you are giving people what they want, you will get what you want. So if you're working for Free Talk Live, we yes. give away our episodes. And the fact is, we, you know, we have an AMP program where people donate. It's working for us. So you don't have to take any risk. You don't have to pay eight dollars a month like many of the talk show hosts out there, um, you know, do in order to get the show. We give you the show. Then, if you'd like. You can donate, and it's it's a model that works on the internet. Now it, I understand yes. that people don't don't understand that it's not a model that's been out there for very long, and it's not uh, you know tried and true. <coughs> pardon me, um, in that respect, but you know, I sorry, skeptical. You would be the the renown that you would have for setting people free. People would be just touting your website all over the place. You I would imagine a, that the, the the you know the the news it would be a huge news story. It it would be huge. It's at least within the liberty community, everyone would have heard of your website. They would be jumping on board. Hundreds, thousands upon thousands Glenn of people Beck would likely have you on his show to talk to you about. Thousands it. of people would be freeing themselves. They would be touting your name if it was you that it was your website that they were going to to get this information from. But, you know, all we ever hear, Mark, is the occasional caller, once in a while, promotes some website. They disappear. The website's there. They're trying to take hundreds of dollars from people. And I say, I don't believe them. I don't trust them. Hour two, or hour three, rather, is coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Maybe you could share yours. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp. FreeTalkLive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the program, and you can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And did you know that over 35% of IT admins admit to snooping through their boss's email? Shouldn't your business email be secure? Privacyharbor.com is an email alternative. That's private and confidential, guaranteed. Privacyharbor.com, because normal email is not secure. Continuing, uh, continuing with your phone calls about whatever you want, Kevin in Ontario. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Kevin. Hello there. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, you guys were talking about encounters earlier of some sort. Um, I wonder if you guys have ever had an encounter with J.C. Webster. I don't know if you ever heard of him. I have not. Who is he's he? Not her, okay. He's not He's a religious nut that likes to call into radio shows. Um, but, you know what? Uh, I'm sorry, Kevin. I'm going to have to put you on hold. It sounds like you're on a VoIP line or something like that. Things are getting unstable. We're going to come back to you, though. Uh, in the meantime, let's try Ken in California. Ken, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Mark. Hey, Ken. What's on your mind tonight? Ah, well, not much. I just heard Mark uh, was was feeling a little blue because he doesn't get interviewed that often. <laughs> and he just happens to be so lucky. Tomorrow night I have an Internet radio show, and I'd like to invite him at 7.30 uh, Pacific time, which would be 30 minutes after your show. Okay. He'll take it. What's the show? Well, if I go off the air, I'll give you the contact information, the, the toll-free call-in number, and what extension to dial. E- email it to me if you would. Okay, which email would you like me to use? Mark at freetalklive.com. 
I can do that. Do you, want, do you want me to bring Ian along for the ride? No, it's sure, just you, Mark. Okay. No, just Mark. I just, just wanted to ask you first. Okay, no, thanks. Just, just Mark. He gets it all by himself. Oh, come on, Ian. You got me on your website. We're, we're playing your show right now. All right. Well, I know that, Ken, but I'm trying to give one to Mark <laughs> here. I'm on every single interview. He needs one all by himself. Trust me, it'll make yeah, him feel okay, better. Okay, okay, fine. We'll take, we'll take Mark. All right, very good. Well, uh, talk to him off the air. Anything else on your mind tonight, Ken? Uh, no, you guys are doing a great job. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Let's continue Thanks. with your calls. And we are going to go to, I believe, uh, yep, Kevin dropped off. Maybe he'll call back. Let's try instead Rich in North Carolina. Rich, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, howdy. Hey, Rich. Listen, I've got a, an example, or two or three, depending on how much time you want me to spend, okay. on how taking donations can actually work instead of charging people. Absolutely. Go for it. Well, in North, in uh, New Hampshire, there's a particular farmer who makes raw goat cheese. And the state of New Hampshire knows better than the people and says that raw goat cheese is not safe for human consumption. So <laughs> what she does is she, she'll go to the farmer's market, and she's got the sign out in front of her table that says effectively the the state of New Hampshire has determined that raw cheese is not safe for human consumption, and so I cannot legally sell this to you. However, mm. if you would like to have some, and if you would like to make a donation, uh, my goats and I would be most appreciative. And you can actually go to the farm. It's in Canaan, by the way. Mm-hmm. And you can, you just, it's all on the honor system. You just go in. Drop uh, the donation in the in uh, in a jar and and write down what you took and and walk away with the products. And apparently, she makes more money doing that than she was before when she was actually charging for for the cheese. Right. Because, Amazing. And, and here's and here's the reason. I mean, you know, for sure, there's a phenomenon out there like called cheap people that will not pay, um, you know, what it's worth, but. There's also out there that the when when I go to the store and I buy a block of cheese, I am paying for that cheese an amount that I you know I'm ch- trading fewer dollars than I think that cheese is worth because if it was more dollars than I think that cheese was worth I would leave it on the shelf as I do a great deal of stuff at the, when I go to the grocery store I only exchange dollars for the things that I feel are worth it so in some cases when I go there I exchange fewer dollars than I think are worth than it's worth because I feel like I'm getting a deal the other day um, I was at the grocery store and they had intimate intimate donuts those uh, eight packs the crumb donuts I really like those they had them two for one at four dollars and 25 cents yeah baby I grabbed those things so fast it made your head swim um, my wife wouldn't let me buy buy more than two at once but uh, you know and, and it actually it turned out that somehow they got lost in the cart and we never got them home oh, no. but it doesn't change the fact that I was very happy about at the time of getting them I was also very very sad that I didn't get them when I get home. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it just goes to show those people are trading fewer dollars than they think that goat cheese is worth. So when you don't pay a price to it, you're liable to get more. Right. Uh, another example is a restaurant in, in Salt Lake City. I've been there. It's called One World Cafe. You can easily find, look it up on the line. And they do not have a set price for the menu. And it's served huh. buffet style, only they serve it for you. And it's really cool because when you go through the line, you point out what you want, they scoop it for you, and they'll say, is this enough, or would you like more, like less? And it makes you think about how much you really need rather than 
paying a set price and then trying your hardest to get your money worth and, and uh, eat overeating and mm-hmm. so on and so forth and leaving stuff on the plate. And what happens is at the end of the day, all of the waste won't even fill up one garbage can. Hmm. And that one garbage can goes to the compost and they grow their own food a few blocks away. And people are voluntarily determining by themselves what it was worth to them? Exactly. And there is a suggested sliding scale. Yeah, you make the decision. And also, if for some reason you can't pay, you can always volunteer to work in the kitchen or in the garden, which is where they're growing food for the restaurant. Now, presumably, if somebody, a freeloader type, were to come into this place, how would they deal with this? I mean, how would they deal with that person? I understand that at one time there were a bunch of university students who were coming in and taking advantage of the situation, Mm -hmm. or there was some some school right nearby. And what happened was the restaurant owner went next door, and she, she talked to the professor or whoever's in charge of the school and said, you know what, I cannot keep doing this. The, the way the way it's going and what happened was uh they had a talk with the students and they worked out something among themselves and they and and it worked they they decided well yeah we don't want the place to shut down and they did whatever they they needed to do to, to keep it going and by the way the concept which was never supposed to work was so successful that another restaurant using the same concept i understand is opened up in denver Interesting. What was it called again? In the, One World Cafe. Yeah, One World Cafe. How long have they been open? Uh, I don't know. It's been several years. Mm-hmm. I know that I visited it the last two times. I visited my friend in Salt Lake City when I was traveling cross-country. Interesting. You'd have to be a little more careful if you're running a restaurant, because obviously there's some real serious costs involved there with food and, and labor and all that. But, I mean, comparing to what we were talking about earlier, uh, what brought this conversation on was these people on the Internet claiming that they have the secrets to getting people uh, you know, to withdraw from the income tax and Social Security and all that. And in this case, all they're going to do is deliver a PDF over the Internet. So, I mean, right. the, the, we're well, talking about something that has next to zero cost. There's a lot cost. of work that went into the information on that PDF, one would assume, if, if it's uh, legit. It's, um, however, I mean, you've already done the work, whether you sell it to right. one person or whether you sell it to a million. Right. And so when you suggested that, that maybe they should just get the information out there, and of course, the more people have the information, the better we're all off going to be off anyway. Then uh, as for donations, I, when I heard you say that, I thought, wow, that's a great idea. And here are a couple of examples where it actually works. I thank you for that, uh, for for those examples, Rich, and uh, thank you for the call. Or yes, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the number. You can bring up what you want. It works for us. It worked for nine. Was it Nine Inch Nails that released their album, their most recent album online? Couldn't and tell you. They essentially there are lots and lots and lots of bands that that are, you know are well compensated by doing just that. They don't go through record companies anymore. They go straight through and they get donations. And, yep. and or they sell them themselves, which, you know, it's just fine. Um, but, but Nine Inch Nails uh, released their, I think it was Nine Inch Nails, they released theirs online and they said, here you go, download it free. And if it's, and then uh, you type in, was it Radiohead? Maybe it was both. Uh, but anyway, you type in the amount that you think it was worth. And I'm sure some people put in 25 cents or whatever or nothing at all. But some people put in enough to make it worth their while. It was a successful experiment for them. So... If it's true that these people have the secret to withdrawing from the federal government or getting out of the IRS or Social Security, put it out there. Let people have it. 
and then we'll know for sure it's true, and your praises will be sung from the rooftops all across this country. You'll become so wealthy as a result of that. It would be amazing. So why aren't they doing it? Well, maybe they don't don't actually have any secrets at all. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That would be the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give to you. So enjoy those on us, including the updates. Get signed up. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get signed up free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. AdamEve.com has a special offer for you. Go to AdamEve.com and get 50% off of one item when you type in FTL at the offer code coupon checkout. Plus, if the order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. They've got toys, lingerie, and all kinds of marital aids. Movies, too. Get 50% off with offer code FTL at AdamEve.com. By the way, I'm being told we are talking about people taking contributions for their efforts, for their whether they're musical efforts or research efforts or, in our case, on-air efforts. I'd mentioned Nine Inch Nails. I'm being actually confirmed by Bile from blogabile.com that Nine Inch Nails has now done this for two albums. So it worked so well the first time they did it, which is put their album online, let people download it free, and then let them set a contribution or give a contribution to Nine Inch Nails as to what they thought the album was worth to them. So it worked so well the first time, they did it again. Well, I, I'm not of the opinion that this wor- this business model is going to work with every g- product. I just don't think it's going well, to work. Well, if your product is crap, then it probably won't work well. You're going to sell your car at... Uh, um, oh, well, no. I mean, there's everything in the world for costs. sale, right? Like, you'd, you'd sell me your car for $10,000, right? I agree with you, Mark. So I'm not, I never and, said and this would work for everything. I'm just, say, I'm just saying that it doesn't work for everything, and it's... You know, it's an idea, and I, I I remain quite skeptical of the product line that we're talking about. The uh, you know, the these patriot sites where one has to pay in order to be free, mm, indeed, or to learn the alleged process that will allegedly set you free. So we continue with your phone calls about whatever you want, and we go to Sean in Minnesota. Sean, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, good evening, guys. It's on your uh, mind, Sean. This. This reminded me of I've I've checked out different uh, different companies that sell these these quote unquote reading training uh, services where where you buy the kit and and, and after studying the kit you'll be able to read through a, a, an entire 500 page textbook or what have you within a half an hour and retain a hundred percent of what you've read. I am very skeptical of that because none of that has ever been proven, and 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 and, and I agree with what you guys are saying. If there's any company that does have a reading system down that 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 really is that tight, where you go through it. And bam, you 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 could effort like if you're a student, you could effortlessly read through your class textbook without having to waste hours upon hours. Uh, they they should put that out there for free and then charge and then charge a fee for consultation if you're not understanding the course. 
I think so, too. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of uh, things that could really benefit from that, and they could prove their product by putting yeah. it out into the marketplace for free and get it spread all over the place quickly, whereas if you've got an upfront cost, a lot of people are going to be like you, very skeptical. They're going to withhold uh, from purchasing the product simply because they don't believe it would actually work. If they could be proven that it would work, then they'd probably yeah. jump on board, and the way to prove that it works is to give it away. Yes, it, it, and also establish some credibility because yep. the, the, because these companies that sell like this photo reading stuff and things like that, you, you go to their website or you call their 800 number and they're not able to give you any concrete evidence that what they're offering actually does work. Like any, they're not able to show any university studies or any kind of independent research that has been done on their kind of system that shows, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, this will improve your reading speed as well as your retention. A lot of people have been ta- have talked about speed reading in the past. I believe it to be possible. I don't know how many of them are legitimate and how many of them aren't, though. I think I believe it because I've heard so much about it. But I, I've, you know, I've taken this, you know, speed reading, you know, I've, I've been instructed in speed reading in the past. And basically what my experience was is they tell you to uh, look at the middle point of the sentence, you know, the, not, not the sentence, but the line on the of, of text on the page and then continue on down quickly. And essentially you get some gist of what they're reading, but you don't mm. read it in the same way that I read yeah. a book when I read it for enjoyment. So, uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm highly skeptical. Sean, I'm with you. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate the thoughts. 800-259-9231. By the way, I'm being clarified here uh, from Bile. He's telling me that the Nine Inch Nails album that they did online was given away online, and then you could purchase it in physical form if you liked it. Sure, and I don't know if that's the best way to do things. I think you should, if you're going to do an online album, you should give it away online and allow people to just contribute for the digital version and allow them to buy the physical copies as well. And maybe it was Radiohead that did the online contribute contribution option. I know that some band did it. Well, it's a. It should be up to you know the individual as to whether or not they want to do it, and you know the marketplace will will reward or punish those who do it poorly or well. So Nine Inch Nails also gave out something like 400 plus gigabytes of high definition video footage of their last three shows in their last tour. Fans are now putting it together for a DVD. They also allowed fans to bring cameras uh, to some of the shows and have created a forum on their website to allow fans to upload videos and photos. Now you contrast that to some of the old school ways of saying no cameras allowed in our concerts. You know, where you'd have to essentially smuggle something in if you wanted to record a concert. And people did. Mm -hmm. And they did. Uh, But I think it kind of goes back. Wasn't it the Grateful Dead that was known for allowing people in with with recording devices into their shows? You know, that never hurt them. Having bootlegs out there of concerts and, and that sort of thing available in the marketplace never hurt the Grateful Dead. And it was something that their fans really appreciated. And, it, and as Nine Inch Nails has discovered... Enough so that they followed them around. And, right. And, and as Nine Inch Nails has discovered, it's something that allows uh, you to create a community to allow your fans to interact with, uh, with the, the footage that they've recorded and to, to allow them to openly trade these things and to, uh, to do things that otherwise the, the band itself wouldn't have been able to innovate, to do things that they would, you know, they just think up on their own. Like some, somehow, sometimes our listeners come up with just these great ideas that they, they present to 
us and we usually just say run with it take it do it you know take our logo put it on what you're doing uh, some somebody made a video of our logo on youtube did you see this mark yeah it's, it's pretty great. slick he he took the i guess he must have taken the original vector graphics that johnson put up on the website and made an animated version of the free talk live logo with like the fist coming up and breaking through the chains the fist holding the phone mm-hmm. breaking through the chains it was really great we didn't ask him to do that and he just went out there and did that well, should we be upset that he did it? No, he's doing something that's helping promote us, and it's great. So 800-259-9231. Uh, put it out there, and you will likely be rewarded if it's right. worthwhile. We need to make that available to our listeners in some way so that they can uh, use it on their little YouTubes when they create YouTubes to put a little free free Talk Live commercial in each one of their YouTubes. 800-259-9231. I actually did ask him for a shortened, higher-resolution version, and I'm, I'm in the process of doing that, Mark, and we'll put that up on the Promote page. 800-259-9231, so we can talk to you about whatever you want. You can take control of the airwaves, and that's why we call the show Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything, just dial the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com, all the features we give away. So enjoy those, including the wiki. We've got over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. You can go to wiki.freetalklive.com and edit virtually anything you see there, W-I-K-I, wiki.freetalklive.com. And SACL CAI is the main sponsor of the show, Jason Osborne, the principal over there at uh, SACL CAI, is a huge supporter of Liberty. Uh, I would, would encourage you that uh, if you've got a business or you know somebody who does, to turn your accounts receivable over to uh, Jason and his crew at uh, SACL CAI. Good folks. All right. You can see their banner, by the way, at the top of the Free Talk Live website. So we continue with your phone calls about whatever you want, starting with Andy in Michigan. Andy, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Andy. Howdy. Hey, you're on the air. Hey, how's it going? What's on your mind? Hey, uh, I just have a little story I wanted to play. Can you roll your window up? Yeah, I'm not in the car. Oh, okay. Sounded like a car. Um, Go ahead. That was a 100-horsepower air compressor. Um, Gotcha. uh, I'm trying to decide whether government is greedy or stupid. Both. And I'm, yeah, I'm guessing so because... Uh, I just read a little blurb today that said on uh, February 4th, uh, our buddy Barack signed something into law, some kind of, I don't know, acronym, and it has to do with uh, tobacco and smoking. Hmm. And they increased the, the tax on tax of cigarettes from $0.39 cents to $1.66. Cents. That'll save really? people. At a federal level? Yeah, at a federal level. And oh, my gosh. And get this. On the roll-your-own-tobacco, you know how some people that are actually, you know, fiscally responsible will buy this roll-your-own-tobacco and it makes it cheaper to roll cigarettes? Yeah. Not not many people do it, from my experience. Yeah, they're pretty foul-tasting. Some of them are all right. But anyway, okay. they they increased the tax on roll-your-own-tobacco from $1.10 a pound to $24 a pound. Oh, my God. That's going to put those people out of business. $24? 
$24.13 a pound. Wow. Starting, and, starting April 1st. And, you know, I, I understand that what they're thinking is they're going to incentivize people, to, uh, you know, to stop smoking. But No, no, that's not what they're thinking. They're thinking they're going to protect their buddies in the cigarette industry. Well, some people, um, some people are uh, thinking that that's the reason. But I'll tell you, um, a, lot of, a, a lot of people that are on the lower end of the economic scale purchase these uh, roll-your-own cigarettes. Yeah. So they're really punishing the poorest of the poor mm-hmm. by going after them. And Not to mention those manufacturers. They're not going to stop smoking. Some of them are not going to stop smoking, so therefore they're going to harm their families by spending more money on tobacco rather than you know, essentials and things like that. This is hurting people. That's what they're good at. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. I'm glad you brought that up. Any other uh, thoughts? Anything else on your mind? No, I'm going to get out of the way. You have a good night, Thanks, guys. Andy. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. How many of those... I, I mean, I don't know more uh, much about the cigarette industry. Obviously, there are certain people that are big players like Philip Morris. Who owns the companies that are distributing the roll-your-own tobacco? Are they divisions of Philip Morris, or are they more smaller manufacturers? Small, smaller manufacturers. That's what I the figured. Ones I've checked, the ones I've checked into. That's what I figured. So essentially what they're doing there is... It's been is a while, mind you. They're, they're going to make it uh, very, very difficult for these small manufacturers of selling the roll-your-own tobacco. going to make it very difficult for them to compete in the marketplace. That's a tremendous tax increase. And I'm not sure what it costs for a uh, for a... What are they? The cartons of cigarettes, yeah. the multiple packs. You know, I'm not sure what the difference is between buying a carton and buying a roll your own and the the rolling papers at this point in time. But that gap is going to close pretty significantly if it's going from a dollar to twenty four dollars tax it's on a, a pound huge of tobacco. Increase. So eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Maybe you are. I don't know able- how many. Uh, you know, I don't know how, uh, whether a pound of tobacco is a carton or what. I, I couldn't tell you. Was, I would say it's probably less than a carton, but I don't know. I don't know. I would think it was somewhere around there, but it's just a guess. Maybe you are a cigarette expert, someone who smokes them, somebody who uh, rolls their own, and you can give us the numbers on these. How is this uh, going to affect you? I, I'm pretty close to a uh, roll your own expert. <laughs> I mean? was in prison for. Almost nine years, and that's they guess what, what they, they smoke there. Really? How, how do you get that? Do they just bring it in? You can buy they it from the commissary? It, yeah, the, can, the canteen, yeah. Gotcha. All right, so we continue with your calls. Talk Jason in Washington, D.C. Jason, you're on Free Talk Live. Jason? Yeah, um, hey, guys. How you doing? Great. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I, I caught the tail end of your conversation about how to maybe you know find that taxation isn't legal or see if you can get away with it. And I think as uh, as libertarian activists, we should just be very public about disagreeing with the entire premise of taxation. And uh, we should either cheat on our taxes, which isn't really cheating, but doing the moral thing of uh, giving the government less money mm-hmm. so they can buy fewer bullets and bombs uh, to kill people. I mean, the government does things all the time that are just against my morals. And so I've just gotten to the point where I'm just not going to pay anymore. Right. I don't care if taxes are legal. I don't care if the government's got all kinds of things written down that says, everyone must pay taxes because we say so or else. I don't care what they've written down on paper. I don't care right. what their judges say. I agree with you completely, and I'm glad you, you really nailed it down to the, the root issue, and that is that taxes period, are wrong. It's immoral to tax somebody, and it does, It is something that deserves to be disobeyed, and I agree with you completely. So you say, you're saying that you no longer pay federal income tax? Uh, that's exactly right, and I try to not to pay uh, state taxes as much as possible. 
you can't get away with uh, sales tax. Yeah, sales tax tough. And let me tell you, property taxes is also a tough one as well because they'll steal your house. Uh, but exactly. Well, I'm getting ready to uh, to make the move to New Hampshire. Great. And, uh, and so uh, I'm going to register up there and everything. And, and I hear uh, property taxes are a little bit higher there, but at least we don't have to worry about an income tax for the state. Not yet. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well. Um, let me, can I run up an idea by you guys, uh, what I'm planning on doing as far as uh, my, my tax protest? I would love to hear it. Go for it. Okay, so uh, there's all these pie charts around that uh, where the government tells you how they're spending your money, you know, a certain percentage for defense, a certain percentage for education and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to take that, uh, that exact same pie chart, and I'm going to take what the money the, the government says that I owe, and I'm going to spend it on things that I care about. So my personal defense budget would uh, – I have to uh, figure all this out exactly, but, like, I would fund uh, women who are victims of domestic abuse, hmm. and I would uh, pay for weapons and uh, pay for training for those weapons, and then I could feel good about spending this money on defense. Nice. <clears throat> for, like, uh, uh, whatever, for, like, a Parks and Recreation, I would uh, sponsor a, uh, a baseball team and have little kids running around with, uh, like, Dodgers – on their on the backs for tax dodgers, but, uh, and so but some things that I, that I actually care about that I'm uh, morally in favor of as opposed to what government does, which I completely reject. I love it. I think it's a brilliant idea. Uh, I hope more people join you in this protest. I think it's uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Well, I, I wish somebody else would do it because I'm sure that uh, the man is going to crack down on me someday. But I just uh, I, you know I want the uh, the proper narrative to be out there that libertarians it, we're, we're a pro-people movement, um, and so we care about one another. We don't need government getting between me and my neighbor and caring about one another. I think that you will find other people to join you, and that's something that is pretty easy to do up here in New Hampshire is to throw an idea out there to the activists because there are so many of them. Some of them are going to ignore you. Some of them are going to say, that's a great idea, but I don't feel like participating, and some of them are going to join you because they would agree vehemently with you. And so when are you coming up? Uh, hopefully, well, this whole project um, is going to be launched uh, before tax day, so we want to start making our way up there. I'm actually going to uh, get an RV and travel the country, uh, but I'm going to be based out of uh, New Hampshire, hopefully Keene, because uh, you guys do some great work, and uh, I really love that that's the center of uh, hardcore libertarian activism. Are you are you uh, the Jason from Bureaucrash? Uh, no. Yeah, I, I used to uh, run Bureaucrash, uh, oh. and, uh, so, but now I'm just a, a big supporter and activist of uh, what they do and what you guys do, of course. Cool. Well, we'll look forward to you uh, coming on up here. It's uh, the activist population in the Keene area has probably doubled, at least at least doubled, if not tripled, over the last three or four months. And of course, it's the middle of the winter, so probably uh, the moving action is uh, relatively slow. So we're expecting a whole lot more people coming in here in the uh, the remaining months of this year. And I think it's great. And of course, people like you with the the profile that you have, Jason, uh, will encourage even more people to come to the Keene area. And then the government will crumble. Thank you for the call. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call if you make it now. 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can go and learn how to promote the show at promote.freetalklive.com. whole list of things you can do that are mostly free, some of them very low cost. Uh, they're going to help get this show into more 
ears around the world, help expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Head over to promote.freetalklive.com and see what that's all about as we continue with your phone calls. Going first to Steve in South Carolina. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Martin. Hey, guys. I digress a little bit, but I was talking to a plastics engineer, and he said he used to make cigarette filters out of plastic and acetone. So if you ever got drunk and lit a cigarette backwards, you get the serious taste of what that was all about. Acetone is so not the safest of chemicals, from what I understand. I've done it, and it didn't taste particularly good, but I don't <laughs> know that it killed me or anything. No, no, I mean, it wouldn't, but uh, the point is, I went to a uh, Dominican Republic smoke tobacco with a uh, Connecticut wrap, and it's a Maduro 652. Okay. okay. Anybody smoke cigars? No, uh, Mark I, does. I, I do. I mean, I, I know, I, I've heard the terms Maduro before. I don't know what, you know, the specifics on these So things. you're not a connoisseur, Mark? I don't see any reason to know all the details. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, it's, it's a, uh, um, it's, it's a darker cigar and it's, it's a more bold smoke than the naturals. But anyway, uh, Saturday, you guys were talking about either PETA or the environmentalists talking about, well, we can't build here because there's a bold weevil that, you know, exists and, you know, it's yeah. the last of its species. Blah, blah, blah. Now, I listened to uh, This Week in Science with Dr. Kirsten Davis. She's smoking hot. And <laughs> she comes out of Berkeley, California, and they do this podcast every Tuesday. And I was listening, and they said 50 species a day die, mostly due to man. Uh, but the thing is, I what? mean, how can they keep up with that? That's Yeah, what? Where did those numbers come from? Well, they, they got them from somewhere. You know, even so, 99.9% um, .9 of the species that have existed are already extinct. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, we're dealing with 0.01% of this, uh, you know, species. You know, I, I'm not saying that I'm callous towards this. I think that I'd love to see all the species continue to exist. But to think that the world is going to be static in some way um, is just, it's ludicrous. It's just not going to. The world is well, not going to stay know, the same. I, mean, I, I cannot think that the dinosaurs are going to coexist with human beings. It's just not going to work. Afraid so? Yeah, definitely not. Uh, any other thoughts for us tonight? No, I just wanted to bring out that point from Thanks, Saturday. Well, I appreciate your call, and thank you for your time. Let's talk to Bill in Alabama. Bill, you are on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Um, I just kind of caught the uh, – I, I came to your, your show a little bit late today uh, as I was actually listening, Ian, to you on uh, Bureaucrash's uh, I, uh, uh, the podcast there. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So I, I missed what, exactly what the, the context was about the DUI thing. Um, but it sounded like you were encouraging people to refuse the breathalyzer. That's what I had heard. The story was out of Florida, and uh, it was West Palm Beach where they were going to be offering breathalyzers to people at a DUI checkpoint, and if they did not oh. take the breathalyzer, they would then be asked to offer their blood to the police, and if they refused that, then they would be charged with a DUI, apparently. Uh, but, I see. But it was my understanding from a conversation I'd had with Julia, who'd allegedly talked to a police officer down that was working in Florida, not in Palm Beach, but elsewhere, and he had said that, and this was before they had the it's whole hearsay, blood policy. hearsay, but was noted as hearsay. Totally hearsay, yeah. Uh, he had said that it was better to refuse the breathalyzer and take that charge than to actually end up getting charged with a DUI. I've heard that from a law enforcement officer myself. 
Okay. Well, the I actually had dodged a serious bullet on. Um, uh, I'm a commercial driver, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, on Thursday I was coming back. Uh, I met a friend of mine down at a bar in Norfolk, Virginia, and I was driving back to Williamsburg. And uh, five miles from my home, I got stopped, mm. and uh, I, I ended, went through the whole you know uh, funny walk and and all that stuff. And then were you driving blowing. your rig? No, no, no. This is my personal vehicle. Oh, okay. God, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no no drinking and driving while I'm in the big rig. Yeah, it just uh, seems like they like to pick on you guys. That's all. Uh, go go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, I, I ended up blowing a uh, .075. Wow, so that's close. I was about .005 away from actually uh, taking a ride. Really close, uh, yeah. Yeah, very close. However, I found out uh, later on that for a commercial drive, you have a commercial driver license, the... The over the limit is point zero zero four. Oh crap! God. So either the cop, you know, see, he was a city cop. So apparently he he made either he was doing me a favor mm-hmm. or he just he didn't, didn't know the law. And well, <laughs> my, my point was that as far as refusing a breathalyzer, um, if you're a commercial driver, that's that's the same thing as admitting guilt, and you're going to lose your job and your and your CDL. Okay, uh, thank you for that even point in, of clarification. Even in your personal vehicle. Good, good to know. And you're probably right that since he was a city cop, he just probably doesn't deal with professional drivers very often. Unlike you know a statey or state trooper who's constantly exactly. pulling over truckers. Yeah, but uh, I just wanted to bring that up, and I wanted to find out what the context of uh, what that was. Hey, are you the bill uh, that uh, are you the bill that's getting the free talk live bumper sticker? Yeah, that's me. Oh, cool. So you be driving? Uh, are you cross country? Uh, yeah, I'm all over to cool. Alaska and Hawaii. That's fantastic. Well, thanks for being out there, and uh, thanks for being the lifeblood of the uh, the American economy. And thanks for not driving your big rig to Hawaii. <laughs> thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. I got a lot of respect for those guys, uh, professional drivers. I mean, it's a, it's a tough, tough job it you know it seems like uh it, it seems like it would be kind of cool to see all the different things and drive around i mean i i enjoyed it but i i bet i, I bet you can get tired of it too well so. yeah i mean there's obviously some real positives you're getting out and about you're seeing the country you're seeing different things you're experiencing uh the the people of the road and uh all of the things that can happen at, at on the road and that's also the bad part is you're on the road mm-hmm. and we know the roads are run by the government and so imagine the amount of i mean if you're on the road for your job it's essentially when you're driving, you're constantly on the road. Right. When you're not on the road, you're sleeping. You're, so when you wake up, you're back on the road. Or if you've got a, uh, if you're doing a team thing, you're right. like you're a husband const- and wife team, you're constantly on the road. You've constantly got the government looking over your shoulder. Uh, the government's constantly looking over your shoulder. Plus, yes, the government uh, at the state and federal levels has tremendous amount of regulations on these guys. Not they to- are owned lock, stock, and barrel by the feds, the Department of Transportation. Not to mention, you know, obviously, a, uh, you know, a lot of this ticket writing is for revenue generation for the state mm-hmm. um but if you think that they're looking uh you know if they if they look at uh, you uh you know the regular individual like uh, you're you're a meal for them well they look at the uh you know big rig guys like they're a shopping cart full of meals yep. commercial drivers they are absolutely picked on by the federal government and the state troopers there's no doubt about it and they they're so valuable they're really uh, they're really important i mean they're the ones that are moving the the salad that you ate last week across the country they're moving every, everything you consume everything you purchase in the store is coming uh, over there uh, over the road through their big rigs 
And so I just want to thank them, you know, just because they do a great job and they deal with the traffic. They deal with the backups. I mean, can you imagine? You remember getting stuck on I-75 when you lived down in Florida, right, Mark? It was yeah, awful. It when is. It, when you know, just being stopped like that. And I suppose you, you, you know, maybe as a as a truck driver, you get a, a sort of uh, you know more uh, laconic view of of driving, and you don't take it uh, you know quite so seriously as sure. many of us do. But you're also on a deadline at the same time. I mean, you've got to if, get from point A to point B within a certain a, time. You know, an individual guy who owns his own rig, and I hear that gets has gotten harder and harder as more and more regulations have been really? pushed through by more and more of the bigger companies. But yeah, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure you feel the 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 you know the pressure thing, and there's probably it, it seems like they've uh, gotten it down. The the federal government has gotten it down to the point that you just drive ten hours a day, and that's it. You go the speed limit and go ten hours a day. And you I have don't to think, log too, don't you? That's one of the other regulations they have to do. Yeah, I don't know about logging now. Close. Probably the uh, the big the big company companies have uh you know sort of gps logging i would guess really i thought that the the uh the government were uh, the government agents can inspect your logs any old time they want to to make sure that you've been sleeping at the right times so i think you actually have to have a log for them to inspect if they pull you over they may very well i believe that to be the case uh plus there are the irritating way stations that you have to deal with i having some small amount of experience with that myself when we traveled up to new hampshire there were way stations you would have would have had to have pulled over at we pulled over at one luckily the rest of them were closed the entire time they weigh they will weigh you they will check your uh your cargo I mean, because you could be carrying drugs or immigrants or whatever. And so there's so much, so many rules these guys are uh, exposed to, which is one of the reasons why professional drivers like Bill are really good prospects for the liberty movement. A lot of them are already into freedom. Yeah. And they're really great liberty-oriented people. A lot of them are. So it has been Ian here with you. And Mark. We will return tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features on the site for free. Again, freetalklive.com. See you tomorrow night. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.